Good afternoon. I am Pastor Antonio Eubanks of Heat Ministries, where we believe in using the Word of God to heal, empower, and teach, so that you may be properly equipped to help establish the kingdom of God and its principles in your families, communities, and world. If you're in the metro Atlanta area, we invite you to attend our Sunday service for a life-impacting experience. Please visit our website at heatministries.org for more information. We would love to hear from you. But for now, we pray that you enjoy this message. God bless. No, see what the difference between God is when you have God and you don't have God and the issue come up is that when you have God and you walking with God and you doing everything that God asks you to do, when those issues come up, you resting, you chilling, you looking for the next opportunity because you know that one thing don't close unless God opening up something else. That's what the difference is. Whereas this person over here, they looking for a bottle of pills that they can swallow to take themselves on out. That's the difference. How you handle what you're going through. That's the difference. That's what separates the men from the boys. How you handle what you're going through. Can you take it or do you fall apart? Because, see, don't nobody want to sail on a boat with a sailor that ain't went through a storm. Okay. At least I don't. If they ain't never been through a storm, or if you're going in a fight and, and you're looking and you standing next to a soldier and all his armor is shining, that ain't who I really want to go to battle with. He's not, he's not privy to the things that happen in battle. He don't know that you got to keep your head on the swivel because things coming from all directions. He don't know that sometimes the very person that's standing next to you might have been hired by the enemy to take you out. He don't understand all that because he's armor too shiny. So see, I don't want to go to battle with people who, who think that this Christian walk is just so easy that all you got to do is just say a couple of words and rub on your Bible like a Latin lamp and everything going to be all right. Come on, come on. Now, I want people who understand that sometimes you're going to have to keep pushing through this thing until something happens. They say it's prayer until something happens. That means you're going to have to just keep going and keep going. They say what? Be weary, but faint not. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Be weary, but faint not. I want people who know that they got to sometimes just keep going. I'm not going to faint. Yeah, my job, I lost it, but I'm going to keep going. Yeah, my child acting a fool, but you know what? I'm going to keep going. Yeah, I don't have the money to pay all my bills, but I'm going to keep going. Because you know what? I'm thinking that, yeah, I might not be able to pay the light bill, but I can pay the rent. So we might be up in here in the dark, but I got a roof over my head. Because it's raining outside, but I got a roof over my head. So you got to know what you got to be thankful for. Because what you sitting there cursing and complaining about, somebody else will call it a blessing. Come on, yes, Amen. Lord. Yes, Lord. Turn to your books in Mark chapter 5. Amen. I'm going to get way ahead of myself here. Amen. But we got to let God be God. Amen. Yes. Mark chapter 5. All right. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Amen. Because it's issues. We all deal with issues. You know, one thing, when I signed up for this thing called pastorialship, <laughs> see, I, I didn't have no problem being a, when, when I was, when we were ministering, me and my wife ministering, I could go say my little spiel and I'd go home. But when you sign up for this thing, it's like, oh man, they, they issues become my issues. 
What they going through become what I'm going through. I ain't dealing with that. Why I got to? Well, that's what you sign up for. So I'm going to help y'all with y'all issues. So, you know. <laughs> I'm just keeping it real. That's, everybody know I'm 100. I don't play around. You know. Because, you know, sometimes them text messages and them phone calls, it's like, Lord, have mercy. And I work a full-time job, too, so, you know, this ain't like it's... it's anyway, we're going to get to it. We're going to deal with the issue. Amen. We, we love y'all. You know, y'all, for y'all who know me, y'all know man, for the for the folks who visit, just, just ride with me a little bit. You'll figure it out in the end. <laughs> You'll figure it out in the end. Amen. Mark chapter 5, verse 25. It says, a woman who had had a hemorrhage for 12 years and had endured much at the hand of many physicians and had spent all that, he, that she had and was not helped at all, but rather had grown worse. After hearing about Jesus, she came up in the crowd behind him and touched his cloak. For she thought, if I just touch his garments, I will get well. Immediately the flow of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. Immediately, Jesus perceiving in himself that the power proceeding from him had gone forth. Turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my garment? Who touched my garment? See, over the past few weeks, off and on, we've been dealing with the questions that God asks of people. And we all know that God don't ask a question because he don't know the answer. He asks a question because he's looking for a deeper introspection. I mean, he's looking for you to go deeper into what we talked about last week with Adam when he asked Adam, who told you you were naked? And then before that, it was, Why, where are you? And then he asked Ezekiel, who can these dry bones live? So they were just questions. We've been dealing with the questions. And then we knew that we, as we went deeper into those questions, it was really, again, not God trying to get the answer for himself, but he really trying to get you something yes. in those questions yes. Yes. when he say, who told you was naked? So right here we have this question. He says, who touched my garment? But then the difference in this question, after I really was dealing with this whole little subject right here, this text, is this was the one question, because all the ones we've been dealing with were questions directed to the person at hand. Like, who told you you were naked? Or, where are you? And when he asked, when he asked Elijah, why are you here? So they were directed to that person. This question, however, is directed to the body, the people that are around. Who touched my garment? But just to give some background, we all know this story. It's a, it's a popular Sunday school, Sunday story. But it's the woman with the issue of blood. She had been, you know, to try to keep it as clean as possible, but she had some issues. Y'all know, I shouldn't have to go into no detail. She had, she had some issues. You know, me and like, I don't, this, this story already left me because <laughs> I, don't, I don't deal with all that. Even when my wife got that, I don't deal with all that. You know, we try to run away and go the opposite way because, you know, them 30, 30 days, you know, them three letters will get you sometimes. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Start with a P. Anyway. It says a woman who had had a hemorrhage for 12 years and she had endured much at the hands of many physicians. It says that she had endured much. How many of y'all enduring much? See, because there's one thing about this story, even though it's talking about an issue 
of blood, meaning that she had a cycle that was lasting for over 12 years. My God, 12 years. And a lot of y'all complain about them three, four days, but this is 12 years, 12 years, 12 years of the same thing day in and day out. And it says that she endured much. And at the hand of many physicians, meaning the very people who's supposed to be trying to bring her healing, the very people who's supposed to be trying to empower her, they hadn't been able to do nothing for her. How many feel like that sometimes coming to church? The very thing that's supposed to empower you, the very thing that's supposed to uplift you, the very thing that's supposed to make you whole, it still ain't doing nothing for you. And then in some of them churches, it says right here, it says that she has spent all she had. And you can do the same thing in some of them churches. You get them $1,000 line, and you spend all you had, and you still come out with nothing. You come out broke, and as it said right here in the Word, had grown worse. Because yeah. not only did you not get your healing, now you don't wrote a check that really go bounce, and now you owe the bank, the church, and everybody else. <laughs> you broke, busted, and disgusted trying to get a healing trying to get a healing. And it says that she had grown worse. But see, you got to get a little background about this in the in the Mosaic law at that time when a woman was on her cycle which was a normal one, she had to be put aside. You couldn't touch her. She couldn't even go into the temple. She couldn't... Really, you, you basically was, was ostracized for that little three, four day period. This woman had it for 12 years. 12 years. 12 years. So imagine what issues she had. Yeah, they talk about the issues of blood, but within this woman's story, we can find all our issues. Because how many know that she had relationship issues? Right, right. Her man couldn't touch her for 12 years. That's a marriage issue. Her friends couldn't hug her for 12 years. That's relationship issues. She lost all her money. That's financial issues. She couldn't deal with other people. That's social issues. She went to the people who supposed to try to heal her. That's, that's healing issues. Body physical issues. She couldn't go into the temple. That's religious issues. See, it's more than just an issue of blood going on with this woman. She had plenty of issues, psychological, emotional, physical, financial, relationship, marriage. Kids couldn't even touch her. Parenting issues. So in this woman's story, you can find your issue. You can find your issue, even the men. Because we don't deal with the issue of blood, but we deal with financial issues, really deal with financial issues. It says she spent all that she had. Spent all that she had. So how many know that this woman was probably broke, busted, and disgusted? Disappointed. Disappointed with the system. Disappointed with people. Disappointed with the law. Disappointed with relationships. Disappointed with the church. Because she couldn't even go into the temple. How many know that sometimes when you're going through issues, that, that sometimes the church is the very people that are shunning you away? But I'm telling you today, stop dealing with church folks and start dealing with people who really walk with God. See, the church folks, they'll push you away when you got issues. But the people who walking with God, they'll say, you know what? I know you got issues, and I know that you're going through some things, but you know what? Let's walk through this thing. And even if your issue is an issue of sin, 
Yes, I said sin. Because see, some people, when they going through the issue of sin, the very first thing they like to throw up when a person comes to help them, judge not unless you be judged. There you go, preaching for me. Sin already judged. You would much rather have correction than judgment. See, here's the thing with that, like, God, you, okay, I'll teach you. Judge, because somebody need to hear this. Judge not lest you be judged. When, when a judge is standing behind this, behind this podium, even if it's a jury trial, they've got the jury over here, the jury may decide if you're guilty or innocent, but what, what does the judge do? Make the final decision. That means that there is no more coming back. There is no more appeal, except in the, in the, in the American judicial system, you got appeals, but let's just pretend, let's pretend you're unexhausted to appeals. This is Supreme Court judge now. Ain't nowhere else to go. You done went through the lower courts, you done went through the appellate court, you done went through the federal court, you stand right here at the judge's bench, Supreme Court. Matter of fact, you don't even get to see the Supreme Court judge. They hand their decision down, and you don't even get to see it. You just get it in a report. Come on. What am I trying to say here? When that scripture says, judge not, let you be judged, that means you can't hand the final decision down on somebody's life because the final decision comes from the ultimate judge, the Supreme Court judge. But what that scripture does not say is I cannot, I don't have to, I can, I can what that scripture does not say is I, don't, I can call a sin a sin. I can bring correction. I can say that's not right. That's not right. And how many know you would much rather be corrected, which is temporary? Correction can say you can get it right. Correction is like parole. Correction is like probation. You can get it right. You can get off of probation after about three or four months. You can work your little community service hour and be done with this thing. But once the judgment comes, it's over with. Amen. Let me get back on this. Because I don't like that little judge not thing. Because people don't judge me. Cause you got you doing stuff too. So I, yeah, I know I'm doing stuff. But guess what? The stuff you doing is wrong, and the stuff I'm doing is wrong. Somebody need to tell us. Because if you die with that, then guess what? Judgment is there. There is no other time. Oh, hold up, time out. <laughs> Let me try this again. I know the little movies like to say, you know, you can come back and get it right. You know, they send a little dead guy down and he do some good deeds or whatever and they can change up his thing. Okay. I, I wouldn't bet on that. No. I ain't found that in here just yet. If you, if you find it, let me know because I don't profess to know everything. But I, I just wouldn't. I wouldn't bet on that at the end the way it works. Amen. Amen. But let me, let me, I'm trying to get through this now. I'm, I'm really going a little slow. Here we go. But it says this woman had the issue of blood. Amen. But here's, 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 here's the trick of getting over your issues right here. I'm going to go ahead and just run through this thing right here. Starting at verse 27. It says, after she went through all this, the hemorrhage for 12 years. So we, we all can agree that in this woman we can find one of our issues, right? Now, if you see him saying I ain't got no issues, then come right here right now so, so I can get that lying demon out you because that's an issue. Okay? Now that that's clear, because I'm talking to myself. I got issues too. Let's go. It says, after hearing about Jesus, boom, that's step number one. 
You got to hear the word of God because Jesus is the word of God. I know a lot of people say, well, that's just a man. John 1 and 1 says, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. And then verse 14, it says, the word became flesh. That flesh is what? Jesus, the Christ. Not Jesus Christ, not his last name. Jesus, the Christ. Jesus, the anointed one. And it says that after hearing about Jesus, so she heard about Jesus. The word of God says what? Faith comes what? Through hearing. Hearing. So you can't stand on something that you've never heard. You can't know something that you've never been exposed to. And sometimes you got to hear it for yourself. Secondhand knowledge is not good enough all the time. Sometimes you got to see it for yourself. Sometimes you got to experience it for yourself. See, somebody can tell you about that man. Somebody can tell you about that word, but until you hear it for yourself. And what do I mean by that? Some people say, well, I go to church every Sunday. That's not hearing the word. What? But I thought the pastor preached word. You preaching word right now. Yeah, that's that's the first phase of hearing. But how many know when you pick this thing up and you start reading it for yourself, then you hear the word of God even louder. Because I know when I read, I hear the words. Yes. Even if you're not reading out loud, don't you hear a voice in your head like reading the words audibly to you? That's hearing the word of God. So it says, after after she heard, see, she was looking for intervention. Because that's why the word after is right there. Mm-hmm. Meaning she done tried everything. Tried everything she could. But then something just woke her up and said, you know what? It's time for an intervention. After hearing about Jesus, then it says, she came up into the crowd behind him and touched his cloak. Verse 28 says, for she thought. Yeah, yeah. She thought. That's the second thing. You hear, but now you got to think. You got to think on this word. You got to think on what you're going through with this word. Because here's what her thoughts might have been. She might have been thinking about Malachi 4 and 2. And if you can turn that later. But she she might have been thinking about that word where it says that, that, the, that the son of God, will, the son of righteousness will rise up with healing in his wings. And you will go free, leaping with joy like calves out to the pasture. The son of righteousness will rise up with healing in his wings. So she probably was, she had done heard that word before in the temple when she could go to the temple. So that word still was staying with her. That's the word for you right now. Sometimes that word, you might not need it until 12 years later, but you got to get it then. Because see, where has she heard the word for 12 years? But that word that was in her 12 years ago, see, God deposited something in you right now that you might not need tomorrow. You might not need next week. But 12 years from now, all of a sudden, when you're going through that issue, all of a sudden, when you're going through that situation, God says, you know what? Stir that thing up. But you got to give him something to use. Don't let the Holy Spirit come to you and find an empty arsenal. He's looking for some bullets to shoot at the enemy, and you got an empty clip. Fill it up with your hearing so that you can have something to think on. Because see, the thought process is the whole thing. Because we got to speak and thinking sometimes. The Word of God says what? Hold every thought captive to what? The Word of God. Every thought. Not some of them. Every thought. Even the very thoughts you're thinking right now. When he going to get done? In a minute. Hold every thought captive to the Word of God. I'm 19 minutes in. Every thought 
to the word of God. Amen? Yeah. Every thought. Amen. So you got to imagine it says that, that she would thought if I just touch his garments. And see, Jesus wore his prayer cloth. It's called a talif. It's called a stand up because you happen to have something on that kind of like a talif. Let's pretend. Use your imagination. But on the talif, which actually hung about right here, but it had these fringes that was hanging off. This is what she actually touched. It was the fringe. It was just a fringe. And on that talif, thank you, thank you. On that, on that to leave those fringes actually represented all the laws of the book. Right, right. All six, over 660 something laws. It was more than 10 commandments. There was just the 10 that God said, if you can at least do these, I, I worry, I worry about the other 600 something later. So she knew that when she was just to touch his garment, that's what it says, the righteousness in his wings, because that garment flowed off of him like wings. So she said, if I could just touch it, if I could just touch it, I don't even have to touch him. I don't even have to touch touch his clothes. I just touch something that's just hanging off of him. Come on now, say it. Something that's just hanging off of him. Then I'll be healed. Yes, Lord. But then this is what she did right here. It says, it says that going back right there, says after hearing, she came up in the crowd behind him. She came up in the crowd behind him. The crowd. The crowd. And then in verse 31 it says, and his disciples said to him, you see the crowd pressing in on you. So that describes what kind of crowd it was. It wasn't no, it wasn't no little crowd. They just walking like an entourage. No, these people was pressing around Jesus and trying to get at him and trying to hope, you know, say something. Jesus, me, me, my turn, my turn. Can you heal me now? I need a prayer. Can you do something for me? So they pressing in on him and pressing in. The crowd's all around him. But here come this one woman with an issue. Ain't saying nothing, but she got a thought in her head. See, sometimes you ain't got to run your mouth all the time. Sometimes you ain't got to just be saying stuff just to be heard. Sometimes you ain't got to just be talking to hear yourself talk. Sometimes all you got to know is I'm just going to walk on what I heard and what I know. I'm just going to press through this thing. No matter what the crowd look like, no matter what they doing, I'm just going to keep on pressing through. Amen, amen, amen. Now, I know that pressing means that you're going to have to sometimes fight a little bit. You don't think they just let her through Jesus like they just stepped out the way and just come when everybody trying to get there, trust me, they ain't getting out your way. Come on. They ain't trying to get out your way. So how many know she had to she had to push through this thing? But that's what God is saying. You gotta push through them issues that you're going through. You can't let the issue define you. You define the issue. The issue is not made to break you. The issue is there to make you. Sometimes God has just got that issue there so that he can bring the best out of you. Because it's not through good times that character is determined. It's through adversity that character is determined. You will know a person who they truly are when the going get tough. What do you like when the hot water come in? Or you like a carrot when the hot water come in and you turn to mush? Or you like a coffee bean that change the hot water to coffee? Which one are you going to be when the issues come into life? This woman said, I'm pressing through. I'm going to push through no matter what. I'm going to get through to Jesus. I'm going to get through to this word. I'm going to get through to the healing that I know is there. I'm going to get through to the, my finances being straight now. Because I ain't got to spend no more money with the doctors no more. Because this one's going to come for free. I ain't got to worry about people not wanting to touch me no more. Because this one will touch me anytime I want to be touched. I'm not going to worry about these people not loving me no more. Because this one's going to love me no matter what. Never leave me nor forsake me. Amen. Amen. 
That's what you got to know when you're going through the issue. And it says she pressed her way. And then it says she touched his hem. Mm. She touched his hem. Touched the fringe of his garment. And then it says in, in, in verse 29, immediately the flow of her blood had dried up. Immediately. Immediately. See, when you really touch this word, when you really touch this word, when you really touch this word, not just playing with it, not just reading the only little checklist to say that you did it. You ain't doing God no favors with your little Bible reading plan. Then you get your little badges with the U version, whatever, yeah, you, and you can put it on Facebook that you read this scripture for the day. That's not really going to help you out. When the storm comes, going to prove whether or not that badge is earned or not. Because just because you check it off your list, don't mean you got it in here. The storm going to come to test that. Are you going to press through? Are you going to push through like this woman did? She pushed through, and it says that she touched his garment, and immediately. The flow of her blood was dried up, meaning immediately the flow of her issues had dried up. The flow of her issues had dried up. Where do your issues flow from? It says in the word of God that out of the heart flow the issues of life. So what it's saying right here, that when you truly touch this word, when you allow God to truly touch your life, then your heart is changed. Then your issues will dry up. Don't mean that they go away. Don't get me wrong. It doesn't mean that they go away instantly. The immediate means that the heart has changed. Now something new can flow out. Something new can go out. You used to go out with complaints. You used to go out with murmuring. You used to go out with gossiping. You used to go out with, with discord and confusion and chaos. But now that God has truly touched your life, now when things come up, when the issues come up, now what flows up out of you is the word of God. You say, you know what? I might have lost my job, but I know that according to God, he's going to supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. Now what does that mean? That don't mean God going to come down like a genius and drop money into your, into your bank account. Don't give, don't turn God into a genius. What that means is that you got me? What that means is that God turn turn it out. Thank you. What that means is that God will give you the strategies and the plans and the things to do to get back in order, to get back in line. Amen. It's because it changes your flow. It changes how you go. You used to be all crazy and discordant and discombobulated. Now your flow has been changed. You got your swag on. No matter, don't nobody know that you ain't got no job. Don't nobody know that you ain't that you going through some things. Cause when you walk in the building, they see all they see is your swag. They see somebody walking with God. They say, "What's on that person?" Cause I touched this word. It don't matter what I'm going through. I, 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 I know who God is. It don't mean that everything is perfect just cause I'm smiling. It don't mean that everything is all good. Just cause I'm walking like this But I know somebody in the end Who says that according to his riches and glory Gonna supply all my needs Okay if it ain't about money I know somebody in this word to say That he gonna fulfill his purpose in me And then he knows and expect the end That is for my good So if it ain't good Then it ain't over So I can be happy 
I can walk with, I can walk with my head up high. I can go through this battle knowing that everything gonna be alright. Cause God said if it ain't good, if it ain't finished, then it's not over. If you cannot rest, then God ain't did his best. Because once God do it, then you can rest. You can rest. Because then it says she touched his garment and immediately it was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. And then it says right here, immediately, Jesus. See, the word know when you touch it. The word know when you touch it. It says immediately, Jesus, which we say is the word. Perceiving in himself that the power proceeding from him. Proceeding from him. I think y'all missing that word. See, don't every word put in the Bible is there for a specific reason. It said it could have said the, the word that the word that left him or the word that came out of him, but it said the word proceeding from him. What happens when you proceed? That means they go before you. There's that interception. No longer is intervention. See, something switches when you really get this word inside of you. You go from needing God always to intervene in your life to now where he's intercepting things. He says, I'm proceeding you. I'm going before you. He says in the word of God, that I prepare a table, what? Before your enemies. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Me already uncleared the territory. I'm proceeding you. I'm going before you. Just let me get in my right position. Let me walk this thing beforehand. Before you go on that interview, let me go in the door first. Let me go to that man's heart and turn his heart. So when you come up in there with your unqualified self, he look at you and see that you got it going on. That's how you get jobs that you ain't even supposed to have. That's how you get favor that you ain't supposed to have. They say favor ain't fair. No, it ain't fair. But favor can go before you and make everything look like it's supposed to be fair. He said that the word was proceeding. Proceeding. He said, who touched me? Who touched me? Then his disciples, they didn't even get it. Because that's who he was really asking the question of. The very people who was following him. Yeah, 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 that's right. Because when we start off saying about the question, it was the very people who people he was asking them, who touched me? Because she knew who touched him. So he wasn't asking the question to the woman. He was asking to his disciples. And they said what? And they looked dumb self at the time. They said, we don't know Jesus. Because everybody pressing in on you. But see, what he was trying to get them to see is the fact that if you truly touch me, if you truly grab a hold to his word, if you truly stand on the promises of God, if you truly walk on this thing, even though it's not looking right, even though it's not going right, even though it might be down right now, if you truly stand on this thing and you take it like a seed, then you will know that according to my word in Genesis 8.22, that as long as the earth shall remain, that shall be seed. Time and harvest. All you got to do is wait on time. Because if I gave you the seed, then you already got the harvest. You already got the harvest. So God is saying, take your seed. Start planting your seed. Start planting that word of God into your ground. And you know that the seed is there. The harvest is there. All you got to do is wait your time. But that takes patience. That takes patience. This woman waited for 12 years to the right time. 
That's called an Issachar, the right time to God. It was at that moment, at that moment in time. Twelve years had come to a full fruition. And I can imagine her seeing that man in the distance. And she said, oh, my 12 years is over. She said, Hugh Paul was 100 yards away still. And she said, I still got 100 more yards to go. But I don't wait 12 years for this. So I'm going to make it through. And when she got to him, she saw the clouds around. And she said, I don't care if there's 100 people around. I'm going to bust through my blessing. What is that saying? They said, you got to not worry about what the crowd thinks. You can't worry about what the crowd going to say. Because the crowd will lead you to hell. You got to do it for yourself. Now that's not meaning that you're going to be selfish. But you got to do it for yourself. So that you are in power. So that you are uplifted. Because once you are in power. Once you are uplifted. Once you can go on. Then what happened you think with this woman? She was able to reconnect with her husband again. Marriage issues is over with. She was able to reconnect with her kids again. Parenting issues are over with. She didn't have to spend no money with them. Taking physicians and them false prophets no more. So the financial problems was over with. She didn't have to... She can, she can go back into the temple again so she can continue to be equipped. So her issues were ending. So now she can press her way through some other things. So she can press her way through some other things. Because the word of God says, whatever he's bound on, in, or whatever you bind in earth has already been bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth has already been loosed in heaven. So you need to loose the word of God onto your situation. You need to turn them loose, the Holy Spirit. Use that word properly. So you bind the enemy and you loose the spirit. That's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. Because it says that after she touched his garment, that the healing, that, that, that the thing, it proceeded out of him. It proceeded out of him. But then here's what Jesus did right here. Here's what the, here's, keep going down in verse 33. It says, but the woman, fearing and trembling, aware of what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. <laughs> told him the whole truth. The whole truth. See, she had been delivered, but now she was going through repentance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Through repentance. See, God can deliver you from your issue. He can take you away from your issue. But until you change your mind, then your issue will come back to you. You can move all the way across country, so you still moving with you. So the issue you have here is the same issue you're going to have there, because you still there. Come on, come on, come on. Help somebody, help somebody. Deliverance is just a position change. Repentance is a mindset change. You see, when you fully repent, it don't matter where you are. You can be in the pit of hell and still feel hell. That's why Paul, when they was in the jail's house, and they were locked up, and they said they were bound, and all they began to do was sing praises. And when they started singing praises to God, they said that their chains began to fall off. But here's the trick. Not only did they chains fall off, but guess what? They said that everybody else was set free. See, it's through your praises. It's through your glory. It's through what you're doing. It's through your repentance that somebody else can be set free. That's why it's not always about you. God said, really, I'm just trying to set you free because I got my eye on your child. How can your child be set free when they see you tricking off every day? How can they have their money right when they see that you got their they name on the light bill, cable bill, and everything? Okay. You jacking up their credit, they 10 years old. Come on now. 
on now. That's why he said right here, she set herself free with the truth. Jesus, Jesus. With the truth. Because God says, he promised in his word, that if you confess your sins, then he will be able to what? Forgive you. So that's what this woman probably did. She probably confessed some sin. She probably said, yeah, God, I had issues, but all of them wasn't from somebody else. Some of the issues was my fault. Come on now, tell the truth. Everything ain't everybody's fault. Everything ain't the white man's fault. Everything ain't, the, ain't your boss's fault. Your boss only complaining about you because you show up for work every day late. Amen. Now you want to say, man, he always tripping. He always doing this and saying that. Show up for work on time. Amen. And then when you get there, you still spending 15 minutes talking to everybody else. So now you got there 30 minutes late, 15 minutes talking. You ain't, you been there hour and ain't done nothing. Jesus. But then you want to blame him. When the pink slips come. Okay. Mm. Mm. They always want to fire folks. Mm. She said she told the truth. Yes. The truth. Because what? The words say. The truth will do what? Set you free. Set you free. Thank you, Set you free. Mm. So it says that. And he said to her. I'm finishing up right here. It said to her. Daughter, your faith has made you well. Yes. See, her faith made her well. Her faith got her deliverance. Her faith set her up for what's coming next right here in verse 34. And it says, go in peace yes. and be healed of your affliction. It says, go in peace. How many know there ain't no peace in lies? That's why when she told the truth, he can now say, you know what? Go in peace. Because you done exposed everything. You done exposed the enemy in your life. You done exposed that the enemy also was you. You done took a look at the man in the mirror and you done got right with it. And you saying, you know what? Some of this is my fault. Some of this is my fault. So Jesus says, go in peace. Go in peace. Go in peace. So what God is saying right here is that you can go and rest in peace. Amen. And I'm not saying about dying, no, because see, I don't believe that. Why you got to wait to die to rest in peace? Come on, say that. That's a trick of the enemy right there. Everybody put that on their headstone, rest in peace. No, I want to rest in peace while I'm living, because you can't enjoy peace when you're dead. How you going to know you got peace? Rest in peace now. Have heaven on earth now. Have heaven. Because if you can have hell on earth now, why in the world can't you have heaven on earth right now? Because how many how many agree you can have hell on earth? I know they talk about hell in the Bible being a place that we go after if you don't do right and so on and so forth. But hell also can be here. Some of us go through hell every single day. We wake up to them every single day. So you can have hell on earth. Why is it that you cannot have heaven on earth? If one can come, then the other can come. Because God says in his word, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is already in heaven. Meaning that whatever's already here can be here. It's up to you if you receive it. If you receive it. If you receive it. If you receive it. It says, daughter, your faith has made you well has has made you well meaning she received it that's the last part of getting over your issue thank you lord receiving it mm -hmm. receiving what god has said receiving what god has do it says truly 
you truly I give and freely you receive. Freely you receive. Meaning that you can't pay for it. You don't have to pay for it. Just receive it. Receive what God is speaking over your situation. Receive what God is speaking over your issues. Receive what God is speaking over your circumstance. The one thing the enemy wants you to do, he wants you to believe that your circumstance determines your destiny. He wants you to think that your situation, what you're going through right now, is your final outcome. What you're dealing with right now is how it's going to always be. But see, this woman had went through it for 12 years. And we see that even though it looked like probably every single day, 365 days for 12 years, that it that was over three, over almost 4,000 days. She's sitting there saying, oh my God, when is it going to end? This is how I'm going to die. I'm going to die in this mess. I'm going to be in this mess forever. But that's what the enemy wants you to say. But you got to be just like this woman. And you say, you know what? I heard the word of God that says that he knows my outcome, that he knows my expected end. I heard the word of God in Romans 8.1 that says there is no condemnation. I heard the word in John 1.19 says that I, I confess he'll forgive my sins. I heard the word in Peter 2 and 9 that say that we are the royal priesthood. I heard the word of God in Ephesians that say that we were created in Christ to do good works. I heard the word of God in, in Psalms 138 that say that he'll fulfill his purpose for my life. I heard the word in Romans 4 that said that God will do all that he has promised. Yes. And I heard the word that say that the answer to his promises is always what? Yes, yes amen. and amen. Yes. Meaning yes and it is so. Jesus. Meaning yes and you just wait. Yes, you just hold on. Amen. Yes, you be weary but don't faint because if you faint you might miss it. Yes, just endure. Yes, have patience. Because it will come to an end. It will come to an end. Amen. 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 Amen.